but one thing that I kind of ruined the match for me, I got to say the ending. The ending, like, for the most of the match, I was able to turn off, like I said, that part of my brain that's like, this is stupid. But the ending was just a little too ridiculous for me. I don't know if you remember the ending. The ending was uh, when Phoenix jumped uh, from top of the cage onto Pentagon, who was in the middle, yep. holding up the Young box. And, of course, if you, that, which means that Pentagon got most of the impact from Phoenix. Mm -hmm. Pentagon jumps right back up mm -hmm. after the smash. And then just, you know, uh, spikes one of uh, Nick Jackson and pins him. And I'm sorry, I just, that, I was just like, that's so. It's still, it's still. I, I, I understand that. That's just yeah. how they wrestle. But that I just could not. I was like, that's a, such a shitty ending to such a great match. That, that, that it bothered me. It was going to be in there somewhere. That's all I can say to you. It, it's those four. That's just going to happen. I guess and that's just that's that's just gonna happen. It's it, but again, and here's why I won't hold them to. I won't. I will not. Uh, I will not. I won't. De I won't demonize them because I've seen. I've seen the Macho Man Randy Savage resuscitate Hulk Hogan with a flying <laughs> elbow drop. I've seen him resuscitate Hulk Hogan with a flying elbow drop. And that's we had what Hogan to, does. Though. Hold on, Bob. That's that's Hogan's thing. He takes the move but, and he holds up. That's but, that no, no, they were on the same team, bro. gentlemen we welcome you back once again to your favorite unregularly scheduled program in our record of glory my name is mike alloy with me as always el guapo of professional wrestling commentary and stand-up comedy satoyo guys give me the book thank you so much for listening in once again thank you all once again we have it is a good time to be a wrestling fan it is wrestling is making money and we are we're breaking records everywhere and we are putting on great shows so without a further ado, let's talk about one of those great shows. Let's talk about AEW All Out. Satoyo, what do you think of AEW's All Out 2021? Man, I would sit there and say I, I do give credit to AEW, especially with their pay-per-views, because uh, the effort is really there um, to make sure, because they have less pay-per-views, they have to make everything really hit. This, by far, is my favorite AEW pay-per-view um it's actually probably my favorite pay-per-view of the year thus far uh mostly because of just how freaking easy it was to sort of take in and even moments that i wasn't i wasn't high on not to say that i was down on them but even some matches i'm like, okay well, we'll see what this is and then by i'm like are we in we are into this and we are doing it uh it obviously it it, it, it was one of those match it was one of those pay-per-views where there was a payoff um to everything and they was all there was also a continuation of stories in everything and that and that very much i appreciated yeah i'm on the same boat with you i think it's uh again definitely aw's best show one of the best pay-per-views of the year i mean i think um i it's been a while since i've watched wrestling and obviously came out in january it's been i'm, I'm a, also a very big proponent of uh nxt's vengeance day but it's right up there and as far as like one of those top three um i thought they knocked it out of the park 
And I thought the 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 mid card, like the opening matches that I really wasn't big on, yep. were very surprising to me in yep. their quality. Um, yep. There were some people who, quite frankly, and you know, uh, I I I obviously, you know, I I want you to acknowledge me when I'm right. I have to acknowledge myself when I'm wrong. Um, start from the top. I mean, A.D. Kingston. I I was saying I, for a while I thought he was a below average wrestler and above average promo. Uh, mm-hmm. And boy, he he proved me wrong, and, and he didn't take long either. I thought him and yeah. Miro. Going at it for ten minutes or for thirteen minutes yeah. was just damn good match. Yeah, it was it was excellent stuff, and it was funny because I think a lot of times with Eddie, Eddie just Eddie needs Eddie's one of those wrestlers who is good, but he's best with the right dance partner. We hit each other hard, we work snug, we do the thing, and also you know not for nothing. I do believe that the story is perfect. You know, these two are kind of uh, oppositional forces in terms of character, morale, viewpoints of things like that. And yeah, but they got right into it. They got right into it and they held nothing back. And it was good to see Miro be in there with a guy who could who's like, I like pain and I like to give it back, which is a little bit of a different scenario. Even when he fought Lance Archer, he's just fighting a big monstrous dude with Eddie. He's like, no, you're going to beat me up, but I'm going to beat you up. Like, that's just what I'm going to do. And they just got into it. Real, I was actually surprised at how quickly they started and kept that energy the entire time, and the crowd was so into it. And it was it was excellent because the way it was booked from start to finish, they were so into it. There was literally a moment where I was like, "Oh, Eddie might get it." Like I was like, I was like, I didn't I didn't think, but I was like, "Oh shit, is is Eddie gonna get it?" Um, but honestly, it also left it with enough that they can run it back, um, if need be, and then do the decisive end to it and whatever else because really. Um, yeah, they've just done an excellent job uh, with with that in that title thus far. Yeah, just to piggyback on what you said, I mean, I thought when when they announced it, I thought that was a dubious choice for an opener, and I'm like, really, that's what they're starting with. And uh, like you said, within the first like minute, I'm like, oh, I get it. The crowd yeah. is super into it, and they're and again, Ed, they're coming at each other. And um, man, I don't know when did Eddie Kingston become like a 98 version of Taz? It was just like doing suplexes and like hitting hard shots and like just coming mm-hmm. at you, they're being like relentless. But it was it was great. And again, I think Miro, as you said, is like a perfect opponent for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I thought it was a very hot opener, and we kind of very similar match back to back, but different enough that mm-hmm. they didn't blend in. I thought John Moxley and Satoshi Kojima had another one of uh, great matches. I think I don't know where it is, but John Moxley and fighting all Japanese dudes is just like a formula that works. Yep. It's it's a recipe for success. I mean, because they get what well, and I understand why it's a recipe for success because he's following in the lineage of your big Van Vaders, your Stan Hansen's, your Bam, your Bam Bam Gordy's, these American dudes that just sort of go over to Japan and then are just like monstrous dudes. You know, like let's not forget when Moxley uh first debuted in new japan he just can't he just he just murdered juice robinson and then he and then he's just and he murdered him again and it's oh yeah you're the guy now and he just so that's his deal he is the foreigner who goes over there and causes tremendous havoc due to the pandemic it's kind of like roles are reversed so they're coming over Ooh. here and doing it but man it's such an easy they're there it's so easy and they told such a simple story and it hit like mm-hmm. like it was nothing it was it was simple in that it's like, no, I'm going to beat up this guy. I feel like I'm disrespected. Oh, he's a legend, but fuck him. Let's do it. And they just did it. Yep. And again, I think, um, the, you know, uh, Moxley's best match, arguably, is his match against uh, Ishii, who is not the older. He's obviously generation old, but he wrestles like an old dude, you know, pretty much yeah. again, just like an old dude who is tough. Yeah. And 
Yeah, again, just I can't watch those matches, you know, go on. And again, this was a brief 12-minute match. Did exactly what I needed to do was in there. No, not a, no boring minutes. Kind of just get in, got the crowd, kept the crowd yep. going, got out. Yep. Uh, the next match, speaking of, again, reassessing my opinion about Superstar Squad. You just didn't think have it. I still don't quite understand Chris Tarlin's character, but I always thought she was talented and athletic. I have been on the record saying that Brie Baker is now one of the top 50 women as when it comes to wrestling. I might have to reconsider that. I yeah. gotta be honest with you, might have to reconsider that because yeah. she might just might have just given Chris Tanner her best match ever. And I thought, you know, this wasn't her best match. I still think what she did with Thunder Rosa obviously was a, a a level higher than this. But man, the fact that she had a match with somebody who is not like a world class wrestler and they had a great match, great match, made me made me respect him. I have to, I have to, you know, uh, give her respect as as a great women's champion. Yeah, I you know, and that's the thing. I, I've also been on record in saying that. While I do believe, I do believe that Britt Baker is the most uh, over women's wrestler right now across any promotion. Uh, I don't fully understand it because she is a heel, a very bad person. <laughs> um, she's very, she's a very bad person. Uh, but she is beloved. It doesn't matter if she's in Pittsburgh. She is over like Rover. And currently, right now, there is no woman in professional wrestling that is getting reactions quite like that. Not Becky. Not not Bianca. We kind of we cooled that you like it, it shouldn't it shouldn't work in the way that it works. She should be hated. She's not. She is beloved. Bianca is intentionally sure. positioned to be beloved. So it's just like, yo, this this is a more organic thing that I don't even think AEW stumbled. Up. That's just her. I think that's just Brit. I'll give that to her. To your point about the match, I'm, I'm high on Chris Statlander, especially after she came back. She came back in even better shape than she was before she got injured, which is really a credit to her. Um, and yeah, definitely Chris Statlander's best match. In terms of just straight wrestling, I still think Britt Baker's best match uh, to date thus far. Uh, although Britt is the more like experienced of the two, and they brought together perfectly. Um, everyone looked really, really strong. Chris didn't lose anything while losing. And AEW does a really one thing I've noticed, and one thing I've really this is why their record system I think is paying dividends because it, it gives you a, a clear status of where everyone is, and you give that sports presentation. Whether or not you've been watching everything, you can see where they're at and be like, okay, this is why they're there, and this is why they could be conceivably a threat to the champion. Because to me, I remember going into it, I'm like, I would have no problem with Britt Baker losing because look at who she's in there with. Uh, but yeah, definitely. I didn't expect much from the match and I was blown away. Yeah. And that's kind of, again, the, of the first three matches that I, I didn't think the, the build was there. And I, quite frankly, wasn't excited for the town, but all three matches really delivered and really, I mean, outside of, um, I mean, Moxley, you know, uh, Satoshi, you just didn't know what to expect because he just hasn't, been, Satoshi Kojima hasn't been in action for a while. Yeah. Uh, you kind of, I expected it to be good, but the other two matches, again, very little build. Um, not a lot of excitement there and blew away my expectations. And so the pay-per-view was off to a really, really good start. Uh, and then we had what most people would consider. I'm, I'm very excited to hear your opinion. Most people say this was the best match of the night. Uh, we And one of the best matches of the year. I don't think it's one of the best matches of the year, to be honest. But I do think it was a lot of fun. I thought it was a lot of dumb fun. Um, we had Lucha's, Lucha Brothers uh, beating the Young Bucks inside the Steel Cage match for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Yeah, I think it was the most over match of the night, uh, without question. I don't think it was the best match of the night. I think it was the most over match of the night. Um, I think, and I, I said this, I said this on Twitter, 
the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros just work. And neither one of these teams is my cup of tea, particularly with respect to professional wrestling, right? They're not really my thing. Um, they're, they're both excellent teams, especially the Lucha Bros. But those four guys come together and they do what they do and it works. It, it just works. It simply works. Um, it was excellent. It was fun. It was ridiculous at times, which I fully expected because you have the Young Bucks in there. Um, it was one of the better cage matches I have seen in some time. I'm not going to say that, oh, it's the greatest cage match I've ever seen. I would not say that because I've seen a lot of cage matches, but I don't know if I gave you my pick for my favorite cage matches, many people would disagree. Is it Owen um, Bret Hart? Owen Hart versus Bret Hart is in the top five, yes. Okay. Yeah, it's an excellent, that's an excellent cage. That's like Cain and Abel shit. That's like excellent. I, 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 I it's, it's one of those that's like a little too back to the basics for me, but yeah. yes, not to get too distracted. I'm just, I'm right. just kidding. Yeah, but right. um, yeah, uh, 94 was a different time. But, you know, I thought that they had a, a really, really great piece of business. And again, it, this is how strong their tag team division is, man. This is how strong the AEW World Tag Team titles are that when the Lucha Brothers got it, it was an emotional moment. It was a very emotional. I mean, they are over in, in a very real conceivable way. Like that tag team division is over. Credit to every AEW World Tag Team champion that that has come before the Young Bucks. Definitely credit to the Young Bucks for being such dominant champions and and in fact putting on really really good matches um sometimes it, like in spite of themselves in spite of their impulses you know they put on a lot of great matches moxley and, and and kingston had a great match with those guys so they had really done their part to really build up this tag team division or and build up the lineage of those titles to the fact that when the title changed hands it was big and i was i popped i mean i fucking popped i was like yo they they did the, they did what they were supposed to do, man. They told a great story with their brand of like modernized professional wrestling, and there you go. I gotta be honest with you. So I I thought I do think this was the match of the night. I really enjoyed it. I think I do think it's a testament, as you said, to how good of champions they have been. They have become this big bad of the division, uh, just being like shit heels that like almost lose every time they're in the ring, but always find a way to to win. Of course, and usually through some nefarious means. Um, the fact that again this match was so good and so hot, and we were also popped when Lucha Brothers won, despite the fact that again, just like the other three matches we mentioned, the very real uh build up, really. Um, I mean, those two teams they're considered rivals just because they've clashed with each other before in the past, even before AEW was a thing, but they haven't interacted with each other for months before this match. And again, they would they just won, they, they announced like a last second tournament as a build up, so again, not a lot of good build up, but it didn't end up mattering. Because one, like I said, the, the you just wanted to see the young buck somebody take him down. So Someone beat them. And two, because <laughs> the match was so good. Yeah. One thing I will say, first of all, let me give the match credit. Besides all the crazy moves, the the point where uh, Pentagon like Dorwin found his brother for that like right before he got kicked with a uh, with the spikes. Yeah. Um, I thought that was like a really good piece of storytelling. Yeah. And. Young Bucks, uh, to their credit, always managed to have some piece of that in their matches. Yep. Uh, Lucha Brothers, I think it was my first time kind of seeing them really tell a story in the ring. So I thought that was excellent. Um, but one thing that I kind of ruined the match for me, I got to say the ending. The ending, like for the most of the match, I was able to turn off, like I said, that part of my brain. That's like, this is stupid. But the ending was just a little too ridiculous for me. I don't know if you remember the ending. The ending was uh, when Phoenix jumped uh, from top of the cage on to Pentagon, who was in the middle, yep. 
holding up the Young Bucks. And of course, if you, that, which means that Pentagon got most of the impact from Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Pentagon jumps right back up mm-hmm. after the smash and then just, you know, uh, spikes one of uh, Nick Jackson and pins him. And I'm sorry, I just that I was just like that's so. It's still, it's still, I, and I understand that that's just yeah. how they wrestle, but that I just could not. I was like, that's a such a shitty ending to such a great match that that, that it, bothered me. It was going to be in there somewhere. That's all I can say to you. It, it's those four. That's just going to happen. I guess that, that's just that's that's just going to happen. It's it, but again, and here's why I won't hold them to. I won't. I will not. Uh, I will not. I won't de- I won't demonize them because I've seen I've seen the Macho Man Randy Savage resuscitate Hulk Hogan with a flying <laughs> elbow drop. I've seen him resuscitate Hulk Hogan with a flying elbow drop. And that's we had what Hogan to- does though. Hold on, Bobby. That's that's Hogan's thing. He takes the move and he holds up. That's but, that no, no. They were on the same team, bro. This was a match. <laughs> they were on the same team, and Hogan was non-responsive. Randy Savage went up to the top rope, dropped the elbow on him, and woke him up. And we had to ride with that. You know what I'm <laughs> we had to ride with that. So I I can get through I can get through <laughs> Pentagon doing that. I can't because I've seen worse and I've seen dumb stuff from wrestlers who know what they're doing. Randy Savage, um, uh, most uh, in particular in that particular instance. No, that's that's fair enough, man. Again, I, I I'm just being honest. This is just it, it, it bothered yeah. me watching it. it, but well, yeah, I, it's it's, I still think it's a great match. I. Yeah. I don't know, man. Do we have to compare? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna compare it to it. There's been talk on Twitter, but it's it's just dumb. I don't wanna. I don't wanna take you away from how good this match was by now talking about where it doesn't fall as far as a match of the year or the greatest match. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't it, it was, need, yeah. It, all we need to say is it was the uh, the fourth great match in the row on a on a yeah. good show and yeah. and that delivered. Yeah. Uh, the next up we had the 21 woman Casino Battle Royale and the Joker. Uh, of the night, the was the the eventual winner, making her AW debut. Ruby Soho. Uh, yes. For me, that was the one kind of. Me- I mean, it's it's tough to do battle royals. I and 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 shout out to them. I, th- I think AW, as we've been saying, they've been kind of up and down with their women's division. Like at one at one point this year, they was heating up. I was like, oh wow, they're making real progress. Then the DMD uh, has gotten the title and it's kind of went back down a little bit. They're, they're, they're telling some stories, introducing some characters. Some of them just have different levels of talent. And again, and, and it's just tough to put on good battle royals unless you have 20 people who really could know what they're doing. And no due respect to women in the ring, but I don't, just don't think the division is there right now. Um, also, again, me in particular, I haven't watched any of her NXT, haven't watched her in WWE. I'm not sold entirely on Ruby Soho as the as the talent that people are very excited about. I, I get that she has a look and I get that she has a reputation and I think she's a very solid worker, but I just don't have the same level of excitement for her thing as a lot of people. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens with her. I thought that was, to be honest with you, probably the the law of the pay-per-view. Well-intentioned one. I, I, I understand what they're doing and they're giving the spotlight on the women's division that, that we ask them to, but... Overall, this is the one kind of segment. If I were to rewatch the pay per view, this is the one segment I would probably fast forward. Yeah, I could skip this one, but I do think it one. It's a battle royal, so I can skip most battle royals. Let me be perfectly honest with you. It's very hard to pull off a good battle royal. It's very hard to even pull off a good Royal Rumble. We've seen a lot of bad ones. We've been very fortunate the past two years to see good ones, but we've seen awful ones. So it's very they're very just difficult to pull off. And a lot of times to make them good, you have to or make them exciting because it's not even about being good. It's about whether or not it's exciting and memorable. You have to do a lot of fugazi stuff. You know, WWE does it all the time. They bring back legends. They bring in new people. They do whatever. So this was a case of them doing that. 
And we got to see some interesting mix-ups. I was looking to see how do we get rid of Jade Cargill? You know, like how do we address that situation? And they addressed it. Um, I think Ruby Soho winning was actually the right call. Um, now, of course, the person in me wants Thunder Rosa, but I don't want Thunder Rosa to tangle with Britt right now because she's not going to win. So to me, I'm like, yeah, put Ruby in there because then Ruby has to then put over, uh, you know, an AEW person. And you can extend that and tell whatever story it is that you need to tell. Britt's fine. Britt's going to be OK. That just elevates Britt because now she gets to beat someone who was on a was on a bigger platform than her for many, many years. And uh, is considered more of a, of a wrestling darling in terms of the indies than Britt ever was. So I'm good with it. Yeah, again, I don't have too much to add, man. I think you said it exactly uh, perfectly. Again, you, you bring somebody in, you make them look strong, but you don't put a title on. Um, I think that's that's exactly right. Uh, the next match was we had Chris Jericho saving his career, uh, defeating MJF by submission. We had our a dusty finish in the match where, you know, it looked like M, uh, MJF won, but then the match got restarted and Chris Jericho forced uh, MJF into the walls of Jericho, which... He uh, he won the match with. I gonna be honest with you. I have been very critical of this feud. Still critical of the feud. Still think it kind of ended. I don't know who looks better as a result of it. Uh, I think it was kind of a filler feud to be quite honest. But 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 this was by far their best match together. I can't. I came in to this ready to hate it. I think to me, Chris Jericho has now looked good in the ring for a very long time. I still don't think MJF is like his strength is. He's good in the ring, but that's not his strength. And they. By God, they did a really good wrestling match. I I love that you know we had a uh, Chris Jericho worked MJF's back the entire match, but still looked like a babyface doing it. The crowd was firmly behind him. It's very tough for somebody I would say for a babyface to work a body part, and yet and set up the ending. But they they did it, and I, I'll actually like the dusty finish because again, as long as you don't do it once in a card, it works. And this was the perfect time to use it. Uh, MJF looked like a shit heel trying to cheat to eliminate Jericho. Didn't work. And the fact that he lost by submission, you know, it makes Jericho look strong again because you need to make Jericho look strong because he's back competing in the ring. Um, again, as far as overall feud, I maintain my criticism. I think it was end up being a filler feud that helped no one. But as a standalone match, I thought it was damn good. And I thought it was much better than I than I expected. Yeah, I thought it was their best match. I would disagree. I don't think it was a filler feud. I think it was definitely a feud that helped MJF, especially right now when he needs more seasoning in the ring because he's good. But he needs to sort of, you know, everything needs to be hitting on, on a certain level before you sort of move him up. Because right now there are guys in ring that are just far superior, which is fine. But he needs to become the most, uh, you know, the most well-rounded version <laughs> of himself, bell to bell. And also him getting all those wins against Chris Jericho. What's funny to me is uh, when Bret Hart was leaving WWE and finding a way to leave and he, when he realized that he couldn't stay anymore it's because vince would bring up this crazy idea and vince was like vince was like no here's what we're gonna do i'm gonna sean's gonna beat you at mania <laughs> and then he's gonna beat you at king of the ring and then he's gonna beat you at SummerSlam, and then we're really gonna fuck him and then at survivor series you're gonna win like that like, so and that this man said this to another man's human face and it was like yo <laughs> yeah it, like literally kill me so that by the time i win it means nothing they actually just wound up doing that same thing better, which is not to say it was brilliant or anything like that, but it is to say that MJF has every conceivable out now. That dusty finish was perfect. He did not win, but he has a gripe to be like, 
since when do we do that in pro right? Like since when, that's a legitimate gripe. And anytime you want to leave a heel like that, who's ascending, who has more matches in them than behind them against the guy who has more matches behind them than in front of them. That's exactly what you do. You give him every conceivable out to sit there and be like, I beat the man a million times. I tried to take away his career. I won that match. And through the chicanery and AEW not wanting to lose their meal ticket X, Y, and Z. So I thought it was their best match. And, um, It'll be interesting to see what they both go, they both do going forward. Yeah, well, we'll we can talk about the MJF promo going forward. I think MJF made himself look like a, I think like a like a good heel uh, in in the, in the promo on Dynamite. But well, well, we'll talk about it. We'll put a pin in that. I was not a huge fan of that segment. Um, anyways, going as far as the pay per view is concerned, we're now seven for seven as far as good matches. Um, well, no, I would say seven for six because again, the the the, the pay per view, but. Outside of the Battle Royal, it's still hitting all. Uh, it's perfect. And then before that, after that, we had the long-awaited, first time in seven years, CM Punk came back in the ring against Darby Allin. I have, I thought it was a good match. I have a little bit of mixed feelings about it. I, I don't know if I like uh, 43-year-old CM Punk cosplaying as a 25-year-old uh, Bret Hart because, again, it, as, he has as much of a ring psychology as him. I will give him that. He's good as a, as a facial. Not as good of an athlete, not has never been as, as fundamentally sound as him. So if you're gonna have that kind of match, those are the things you need to be. And I still think it was a good match. I think Darby Allen is a I think Darby Allen looks like a better wrestler, quite frankly, between the two of them, which makes sense. And I think maybe that was kind of the point. Um, but I thought it was good. I thought they had a really good match, which again, for a, a man coming back after seven years is not bad at all. Yeah, I thought it was I thought in terms of bell to bell, it was the best pro wrestling match of the night in terms of things that made sense and how you do how you do things and the sense behind things. Um, I thought that they told some really, really good spots in there. I thought and when I say pro wrestling match, I say, what is the intention behind the things that we are doing? And if you go back and watch that match, there are multiple instances in the match where CM Punk just pins him trying to win the match. So he's not going to do a crazy thing and then do a crazy thing and then do a crazy thing and then be like, yeah, no, he's like, okay, cool. I knocked him out over there. He's out. Let me pull him back in the ring and try to pin him because that's the thing that makes the most sense. And how do I stop this? How do I catch this, this spry young quick guy who is quicker than me in every conceivable instance, he can dart around. All I need to do is get my hands on him. If I can get my hands on him. And that was actually the story of the match. When I have my hands on him, it's fine. It's when I don't have my hands on him that things get very, very difficult for me. And they told that perfect. I thought the match length was perfect, especially when you like not every match needs to go like 20, 25 minutes. Right. Sting won his first world title inside of six, 17 minutes. So there is a thing. There's that sweet spot. There's that 15 to 18 spot, especially when the match is going really well. It's clicking on all cylinders. They were both very clean in terms of the, the execution of their moves. And I thought that the all he had to do was catch him one time. And he did. One, two, three, match is over. Here's the interesting thing. To co-sign your point, Darby Allen looked better because that was the point. Darby, so like Darby lost nothing by losing. If anything, Darby's, oh yeah, he got caught. But that's like CM Punk, who's like at one point was the best wrestler in the world. But I think that we have to understand when we say things like good match, 
I, I do believe this. That's seven years outside of the ring. And he was very honest. And he said, look, I'm not going to be taking I don't I don't I'm not going to be talking through. I'm not going to talk through every phase of this match. And I'm not going to write it all out. We're not going to rehearse this because I only got so many bumps left in me. You know, it's the thing called the bump card. So they weren't running that. You know what I'm saying? So for me, seven years away from the ring, you come back and do that. That's excellent. That's excellent. That, that is excellent. You can micromanage a match like John Cena versus The Rock the first time and still get a, a good match, but give them 30 minutes. Or you could actually just have a pro wrestling match inside of 16. That's really great, especially given seven years outside of the ring. And I did have legitimate concerns about what was left in his body because, you know, he had taken some beatings in the UFC and you didn't know how that was actually going to really affect him going forward. And he showed no signs of... Uh, he showed no signs of not being able to do what he was supposed to do in there. Yeah. Um, again, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with anything you said. Um, for me, again, I think it's just, we, we you know, we, we, we watch for different things. And again, I think the reason why I like the cage match a little bit more than you is the same reason why you like this a little bit more than me. Uh, but me, and you agree again. I think everybody will do coming out of it. I'm excited to see what CM Punk does next. Uh, we can talk about the dynamite promo. I wasn't super thrilled about that one, but we'll, we'll pull a pin in it. And now we're here. I'm going to skip the Paul Wright being QT Marshall. It's, it's three minutes. We just to, to cool down the crowd. It did its job. Um, we had the main event, which is Kenny Omega beating Christian Cage by pinfall. We had, of course, with a, a with a elite uh, helping them out and interfering uh, in the end, causing the, 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 the classic uh, distraction. Uh, so what do you think of the, the main event of AEW All Out? You know, there's a thing sometimes that when you go on after an incredibly hot show as a comedian, sometimes going on after an incredibly hot show and they say to you, give us 30 minutes to an hour because you're the headliner is sometimes the most daunting thing in the world. Because as the performer, you're like, unless I'm famous and beloved, how much does that audience have left in them to give me? And those two pulled out the works to get whatever they could that was left out of that audience. I liked the match. I didn't like it as much as the dynamite match. Um, Cause I just didn't think <laughs> you couldn't replicate that. That was like lightning in a bottle, but this was also an excellent match. Um, and they did what they needed to do to get to the end of the night, because of course the match had to end. And then we had to see some rather disappointing things. <laughs> uh, this is where we disagree, but uh, no, I agree with hundred percent with you as far as the med description of the match. I think they did the best they could. I thought, you know, sometimes you, you have it and everything clicks like it did on their on their rampage match, I believe. Was it a debut rampage? Um, and then sometimes you do the best you can, and maybe even like on uh, you know, if you like were to like just list out the match and you you told me how one match went and how this match went, you're like, Oh, well, this sounds like a better match. It just was it just yeah, was not awesome. clicking like that. Not because yeah. of them too. They everything they did was clean. Christian is as say where you will about him. He's as clean of a wrestler as there ever was, man. Christian that, is Christian yeah. Cage is that work, boy. That, he's that work. He is that work. That dude, it does not botch, man. Even uh, even a little. Um, I, I love the near fall they did where he hit yeah. them prettier, and you know, uh, and uh, and Kenny kicked out, yeah. and that, and and that kind of got the crowd back into it. To be honest, with you. that was like what was needed to wake him back back up. Yeah. Uh, side of that, man, I, it it just was tough, bro. And again, because every match delivered, and the crowd was there for it. So, uh, and 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 when we talk about you know this pay per view and where it ranks on all time grades, 
we we've always done this. I think mean, we've always been consistent, at least when we took discussing these things in, in person. Uh, the main event has to count for more than the rest of the card. It just has to. So I do think that kind of knocks it down a bump from like historical greats when we talk about pay-per-views. Um, but and it's not through, through no fault of Kenny or Christian. I think they did what they could, and, and I still think it was a good match. It just, especially for a main event, might have been again under delivered just a little bit. When when we've been coming for two and a half hours, it is, <laughs> it is very, and then it's very hard to sit there and say, "Give me, can you, can you Give come me more?" more yeah, time? that's right. Yeah, it's very difficult. It's very very difficult. But then they had their match, and it was the thing. And and then it, so here's the list of unfortunate things. Um, the Bucks came out selling what happened to them. I don't think you needed them, but actually you did. Um, and then of course, you know, Kenny cuts his promo and this is fine. I don't dislike any of this. And then Adam Cole is now all elite. And I need you people to understand just how rotten of a feeling that was for me. That was absolutely terrible. Once again, the coolest thing about Adam Cole is his entrance music. Um, so Adam Cole comes out, ruins the whole energy of the show for me. I, I, people loved it. My heart set. I became weak. I almost wept. I was I was distraught on the inside that now I have to see Adam Cole potentially in more places. I didn't sign up for this shit. That's not right. What you did to me, Tony Khan. It's, it is it's so disrespectful. That is so incredibly disrespectful that now I got to see a man who all of a sudden just does super kicks and says, baby, a lot. This oh, he's got it. He's 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 that shit kid. He's good. Why would you do this? You could have left him on SmackDown where he belonged. You could have left him there to get his money. And then thankfully. You have Brian Danielson come out. That's cool. That's nice. That's fun. But you have Adam Cole in your promotion and the and the forbidden door is open. That means he could be more places. Do you not understand? I, it was already enough to see Adam Cole once a week for potentially two hours at a time. Now you're saying I could do that. So that stinks, bro. That stinks. Your hatred of Adam Cole. Uh, you just don't like white people who are naturally cool, man. He's not naturally cool. <laughs> That's he's, not, he's not. He's not naturally cool. That's the thing. He's is. not. Oh, my God. He, le- he said he said what well, he learned how to get one word over. And then he just and then he. But again, but listen, I got something for y'all at the end of this. Sh- I got something for y'all at the end of the show just to show my level of objectivity, because I don't want you people thinking that I am not the man that I say I am. Out there. <laughs> no, the one thing that bothers me about Adam Cole is that people say he is like the the the, 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 the current version of Shawn Michaels. And he's well, not. Well, the sport exists. Exactly. Well, yeah. The actual modern day version yeah. of Michaels. Um, yeah. But uh, he, I, I think he's by far, of all the wrestlers now, he's definitely the best on the mic of the elite. And I think he's going to be their mouthpiece going forward, if not Don Callis. Um, so that's nice. Uh, I, I think him and Young Bucks make sense. You, they, you, you said it yourself. I think you called it perfectly that he's just a one-man Young Bucks. Yeah. Uh, so it, 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 it makes perfect sense. Let him be with them. It's a good. I think we're going to get some fun trio mismatches. Um, it's it's going to be a lot of super kicks. Just so you're ready, we're going to see a triple super kick some for somebody. Um, hope you're okay with it. Uh, and a triple knee too. We're going to have to see a triple BT or probably maybe even quadruple BT. Quadruple, yeah. Um, so I hope I hope you're okay with that. I, I think no we're burying the lead here. I think we're burying the lead. The lead being 
Luchasaurus is too yeah. tall to close AEW yeah. all out. And that really yep. is all that matters. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. No, that's perfect. That's perfect right there. Um, yeah, I, I think that's good. I think uh, AEW is firing on all cylinders. But again, AEW does have to watch themselves, you know, because they only have so much TV. Um, and they're, they are doing, actually, when, when you look at their roster, they're doing amazing. Uh, but it is a matter of how long can you sustain that? Because like we said, I think it was earlier in the podcast, like, don't worry, someone in the AEW, a wrestler in AEW is going to become disgruntled because it's a pro wrestling company. Like, don't worry, it's going to happen. And I do feel as though we are on the precipice of that happening. Uh, well, there's because- one guy right now. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about him um, later on. I, I just do want to say one thing before we that. I don't know how good of a pay-per-view, like as far as historical contest, history will let us know that. It's, I think it's a little too early to put it up there as Twitter has done. Uh, I will say this, the one thing about this pay-per-view that people have, are saying that it's a turning point, I kind of maybe agree with it. Again, we have to see what history happens you know, going forward, but it sure does feel like AW has had a lot of momentum, especially momentum going into it, and they have a lot more coming out of it. Definitely, definitely. But I, I do worry about, uh, you know, I will worry about the guys that, you know, you don't want people to get lost in the shuffle. You don't want a Brian Cage to get lost in the shuffle. You don't want a Ricky Starks to get lost in the shuffle at the same time. I don't know the condition of Ricky Starks' neck. So let's not act like the man didn't just break his neck, you know, not too long ago. So, you know, and Cage, and look, I I don't even think it's a matter of, oh, put put a belt on me. I think it's just a matter of, hey, I would like to be showcased in a way that I feel helps me get over. And this is, a and again, I don't think Brian Cage is necessarily that dude. You know what I'm saying? I think he's very, very talented. But is he like a, a talent that's going to connect with the audience to the same degree? Probably not. So but there's still a place for them. And I think they need to feel like they are getting opportunities to uh, to showcase themselves appropriately, even though I think they have the perception of the talent is is generally what matters. Because I know me as a comedian, what I think of myself and what I have been given are two totally different things. <laughs> Uh, and we all and uh, I, I will say this. I, I do think, man, you talk about if there is a guy who's just absolutely ready to jump and, and Miss McMahon would sign him in a, in, a, in a millisecond if he becomes available. Brian Cage yeah. will jump. If, oh, listen, once this carrying cross experiment fails miserably, they'll they'll sign Brian Cage and, and rebook him the way they should book carrying cross from the beginning. Easily, um, easily. Because, because, yeah, easily. I agree with you. Brian Cage is boy. I not the most charismatic guy in the world, but looks like a million bucks and he can go in the ring. He can go. He can do everything that you need and let Vince see him and, and let Vince see him in such a way that where don't say he's been discovered already. That's the worst thing you can do to a person to put him. Now it's like, Oh yeah, here's a guy that we, that he, no one knows him. <laughs> and it's like, well, we got to get him, you know? And then that's that you could see it. And again, for a lot of these guys, let's not be mistaken. The beauty of all of this is that pro wrestling is so healthy that, look, there are going to be guys that are going to go to WWE from AEW. That will, in fact, happen. Uh, was it Dante Martin? You know, that's that's Devon Dudley's kid. You know, this is where they're getting their seasoning. So make no mistake, they those those young kids probably still have eyes on WWE, as does the gun club. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, like they probably still have eyes for WWE. Now, it's other guys who've been around a bit that like, OK, yeah, we don't really need that. We've been there or we've seen how it works or whatever. Those gentlemen are generally older, um, not to say like they're 40 or what. No, they're just like older than 21. You know what I'm saying? Like, so they've, they're like, okay, yeah, we lived that. We did that. It's not end all be all. We're good over here because we've lived that life. Um, but make no mistake, it is a good time 
to be a pro wrestling fan and make no mistake you're still going to see people go to wwe you're still going to have that experience and you're still going to see people be frustrated with their placement in any particular company let's talk about wwe a lot of people are following aw all out where or wondering how is uh, WWE going to respond, what is going to happen. Uh, we had Raw, which I thought was very good Raw, but not necessarily one that was built to respond to AEW. I no. do think we all saw that a great SmackDown, which was, I think, the response WWE wanted to do. Uh, this was their first show back in Madison Square Garden, the Hollow Grounds, and I thought they del- – I mean, I was lucky enough to be there live, so I'm obviously – I might be a little bit biased. I have no idea how it played on TV. Being there – one of the best just live shows I've ever been a part of. And I've, I've seen some really cool uh, live shows in, 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 in my life. Uh, felt like a party. I thought everybody got over. You talk about people cheering. Um, Bianca Belair was, got great props when, when she came out. Roman Reigns is every bit of superstar that WWE has always hoped he was. Brock Lesnar, I mean, there's not much to say. When they're face-to-face, there's just magnetism in the room. Edge was was over. Seth Rollins was over. Just every er, everything was over. Everything hit. Everything was out the park. Like I said, just one of the best uh, shows I've been a part of. So let me know how did it play on TV. Some things hit. Some things uh, took a while. So the Becky Bianca segment took a minute. It didn't hit right away, uh, which was my fear. Um, they were not responding to Becky's little boo boo face. There seemed to be confusion. Because again, they presented it wrong from the very beginning. Is that how it played so, on, in it the was, audience? It, was, it felt like they were booing her and cheering it for was, her. It yeah. was it, no, they were, but it was quiet initially. Mm. So oh, Becky's, initially, yeah, having, yeah. Becky's having her little spaz moment, and it's quiet. And I'm like, yeah, it's quiet because you guys booked this thing wrong from the very beginning. Beat her in 26 seconds. Just don't beat her like that in 26 seconds, because now it looks like the person who just motherfucked this little girl. I say this little girl, even though the woman's like a freaking specimen, but that's what she did. She little girl her in the ring. But now that she's like complaining, the, the person who just whooped her ass and the, it was quiet initially. And then thankfully, Bianca is a very naturally charismatic person. So she doesn't got to say much for them to react to her. Um, I do feel that there were some things that in that segment, especially that the commentators did not sell. So there was that moment where, uh, Becky threw the contract at Bianca in all likelihood for the purposes of distracting her to then attack her. And then the EST caught it showing quick, quick reflexes. This was not sold by the commentators at all. So that's kind of a prime moment missed right there. And those two did that so that it would specifically be referenced and it was not. So that's a really, really big uh, problem uh, there. Uh, But I think it still got over because Bianca, is just beloved right so it eventually did pick up and pick up and pick up but again people are still with becky a little bit because becky didn't cheat (laughs) becky didn't cheat to beat her becky did nothing nefarious to beat her becky did nothing uh dishonorable to win so now you're trying to you're so you did it wrong but you can still get to where you need to get to you just did it wrong so it's taking longer and again it's like and, and they can't say, oh, they're trying to slow burn it. No, they're not. They're actually not trying to slow burn it at all. They're just trying to present it as what it is. And it's not resonating the way that it needs to resonate, at least across TV. Um, but still, they got through the segment and they managed to make it work. Um, I was, I ain't go front, man. I'm not going to even lie to you. I, I, I tuned in for, for Rollins Edge. I just tuned in to see Edge wrestle. And it was everything that I figured it would be. They had a great match. Um, told the story in the way they needed to. 
Uh, Seth Rollins had one of his, another one of his, I don't know how I feel moments. That's his second or third one. Now, if you've lost count, that, that's He's the best, but that's, but that's part of the character though. That's not yeah. like, I don't know if that annoys you. I'll love it. No, but here, though, here's why it's whack. He's just gonna, he's gonna kind of, I did what I had. It was for the greater. It's gonna be that thing again. So that's, but it's fine. He's a secure heel. That's that's, but, that's but, the shit but, that we love. But you, it's fine. You do all the evil um, shit to get to the point, and then you get. Yeah, it and, yeah, oh, it's oh very, yeah, why, why yeah, very, yeah, very good. I, I love it. I love yeah, it, man. Very, very it. good. How many times can you say what have I done until people just don't believe the fact that you're saying keep, what have well, I done? That's right? a, but he so, keeps on doing it. That's yeah, of course, of course, very good. And then um. The Ro- Roman was over in every segment. Roman was over in every conceivable uh, way. Not in the way that I think you want someone to be over as a heel, but he's just over because he's being presented right now in the way that people have wanted him to be presented for the past five years. Uh, uh, we the ones, I think that's neat. I always think it's neat to co-op black culture. So like, that's great as well. That's, that was very over. Seeing Brock there, that was cool. And WWE, because of the fact that Brock is not a full-time performer, they have um, stumbled into a very neat thing where, and this is why I, I tend to sort of gravitate more towards the overall work of Bobby Lashley's title run, Bell to Bell, because Bobby Lashley interacts with more people as a, as a world's champion. By default, he just has to interact with more people as a champion. He does. I mean, look at all the people that he oh, actually oh, has oh, to, go ahead, go ahead. In, terms of, in terms of who he has to be in the ring with, who he tangles with. Roman is generally one person at a time. It's generally one situation at a time. This one, they found themselves in a situation, since you know Brock ain't going to be there right away. It's like, no, okay, well, now Finn's here. Um, so the demon looked pretty over. Um, I think the commentators did a shit job of, of presenting him. They they knew, all of a sudden, they knew he was coming or something. They, there should have been more shock of being like, oh, my God, it's a demon, Finn Balor. He's never been on Smack that we haven't seen him in years, all that other stuff. But again, of course, you know, he was going to be there. You had already they've already booked the match for Extreme Rules, the rematch, even though he just beat him last week clean uh, or relatively clean, clean, relatively clean on 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 television. Right. He already made him go to sleep. So um, but yeah, I reckon that in the in the crowd, it was it was really, really over. Uh, it sounded good on TV. And um, so now it's like Roman has a battle on two fronts that will be over inside of two weeks when he beats the demon then beating Finn Balor twice in a row um, when you could have just beaten him once and had a smudgy finish last week, but Roman needed to win. And, uh, and, and then that sets up the table for Brock, I guess. Maybe, What's maybe, the, maybe they can the hold off. I, I don't, I don't know, man. I'm actually genuinely curious. Cause I, and maybe this is me being dumb and optimistic and setting up myself for disappointment. I don't think they beat the demon, man. I don't think you bring back the demon just oh, to they be beat a... the demon. They beat the demon. I hope they not. That, that would actually that would actually break my heart. Which they maybe that's the, the point. But they beat the demon. They're gonna beat oh, the demon. They gonna beat the demon. Listen, be bro. So which is the uh, point? Because yeah. I'm supposed to be upset and, and I'm supposed to hate Roman, but oh man, I really uh, hope they don't. We're beating the demon, um, baby. Beating's got to be. Don't. Demon's got to do business like just for this. Maybe he's tired of the demon anyway. There's there's a, there's a possibility that Finn is 42 years old. He's like, dude, I don't want to pay in my face anymore. Can we just? I'll bring it, it back for one big match, and then like, can we bury this this thing? All of all of this, not. all of this is for Roman. That's the thing. He doesn't need any more, bro. You saw how old you are. No, d- he no. The biggest. Listen, 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 oh, listen. Yeah. You're incorrect. Vince knows Roman needs everything because Roman needs to beat everyone, and then he needs to beat everyone again, and then he needs to beat everyone again. So we're going to run back the shit we've been doing for the past five years. It's just that he's a heel now. That's it. 
but the demon falls. Uh, and again, to your point, yeah, Finn Balor's like, what, 40-41? And he, he was very honest. He said, look, I'm just here to have a good – I don't need WWE, and they certainly don't need me. Um, so, I mean, whatever the case may be uh, with that, they kind of botched the demon from day one on the main on the main roster. Um, so – Well, they never explained it. That's, the, that's never really like – said, and, hey, and, he, he brings it out. It's, 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 it's it, can't control. He brings it out it, where he's like, hey, I can't control this thing. But I can't win without it. That but is it? But, but the isn't story, it, and they never did anything with it. But in not explaining it, isn't that botching it? No, of course it is. Oh, I agree with you. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm not extending your point as to yes. how they botched it. Yes, I agree. So with yeah, that. you're saying in agreement. Yeah, I so think not. they just saw it as, hey, it looks cool. Saw some T-shirts. If if you put on a demon, that means it's a big match. Yeah. That's kind of how they sold it, and it's like it's a little deeper than that, and you didn't want to go deeper with it. I don't know why you wouldn't. Um, but but that's again that's it's 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 something that they do and maybe when you try to uh court a more younger audience and get people to buy I mean Demon merch was very much over and I think they oh yeah no doubt that's the reason why they went with it like being honest with you um and uh you know during the initial NXT run that was kind of like hey you want if you want to come see if they're doing two not two nights uh in 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 a in the city the first night Finn Balor showed up without it. You mm-hmm. call a promo. Hey, tomorrow night, come back. I'll be dressed as a demon. And that's like, yeah. that was it. That was kind of like the, the point with them. It was more, it was more commercial. It was, they WWE'd it essentially where they yeah. took something. Hey, let's take away the deep story. And let's present it as like a commercial opportunity, which fair enough. They make, they probably made more money off demon than new Japan did. But, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> but, yeah, because, but, well, but because there was never a better story with it. Yeah. There was never a demon. Yeah. There was never, it was more the real rock and roller. That that's all it ever that's all ever. But but he was. would still come out. Pain. He would that's still come out, but it was yeah, but it was never referred to as the demon. That was just Prince Devitt, the real rock and roller, getting crazy or even getting. And, and to be fair, and he, and he didn't yeah. wrestle really like any more possessed than normal. You know, he was just he had his face painted. And to be fair, uh, NXT never really explained it either. Like it's not like it's just it was, the it was, oh, it was, they had the deep story in NXT and then they botched it. They really a, never explained it. It's a company wide botch. That one, you yeah, know, I agree. And, with it, and if, and it, again, you sometimes you have to explain, no matter how ridiculous it is, you need to explain it so that people can gravitate towards it, hold on to it, and they have a story with it, an origin story that they can run with it. Prime example, The Undertaker. <laughs> you have to explain this stuff. If they didn't explain nothing about I mean, that right, character, for what yeah. it's worth, they explained the fuck. They gave us the whole backstory and then some. With all the the fourth wall breaking and all the meta shit, they gave us the entire backstory on the Bray Wyatt character. You knew exactly what it was. Now, again, if you were a younger fan, maybe you didn't get it. If you were an older fan like us, who was watching for all the little details and wants to know the origin story, blah blah blah. And we grew up on rest on uh, on comic books and we were like a, or, or or prestige TV dramas. We like the shit. We were, and they again with Demon, they had some promos I do remember, and he kind of alluded to it. But way too few and far in between to yeah. really make it cohesive. Yeah, they 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 had to do something there with that. But um, let's not bury it. Listen, let's not bury the lead, which is SmackDown was very very very. SmackDown good. was very good. It was. I mean, uh, it was. And it also, was let's very, not. And it was. And it, it was, was, was mainly invented by. Yeah, again, you to give him props. I said it. It was a great tag team person. Montez Ford is the modern day. Shawn Michaels, I the the charisma, the the moves, the fucking the athleticism on this man. 
there was a I don't know if you came across on TV on in in person there was somebody jarjacking um, mm-hmm. Montez Ford just yelling him you know say talk about like we're only we like your wife better you know you were like a second filter and uh, his back and forth interaction the way he shut him down both like mm-hmm. with physical stuff and also some uh, <laughs> responses back again I don't know if you saw it on TV was fantastic and he again he came across like the modern day Shawn michaels minus the the backstage politics and all the things that make him really and the, like and the drug and the drug problem and the drugs that's right and the in the, the rampant insecurity yes and uh yeah yeah also it's important to note montez ford way more athletic than Shawn michaels was even that's probably true prime. that's probably even true prime. and that's not a knock on Shawn michaels that is to say montez ford is that work it's different. Oh, please, I, I, I hope, man. That's the hopefully guy. they. Hopefully they. Street profits is yeah. a money gimmick. People are into money. It. Hopefully they see fit to do something with those two going forward, and then Montez. I mean, they're in the main event. Then they're, yeah. they're in the main event on the biggest SmackDown of your of your of your year. So they they already do something with them. No, but. no. Hopefully they see fit to do something with them going forward, and then Montez eventually as a singles. He's a young guy, yeah. 30, 31. Uh, you have to capitalize on that at some point. Um. Yeah, Michelle Dawkins. I really like Dawkins too. Dawkins is good. Dawkins is excellent. Dawkins is. Oh yeah, Ford needs his own solo run. Montez is special, but again, that's the important thing. They have to understand that they have stars, and and his name is not just Roman Reigns. Big E also very over. Um, my big fear is, and hopefully, I hope Brock. I hope Brock and 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 Roman actually touch at Survivor Series so we can end this ridiculous notion of champion versus champion at Survivor Series, which only ever goes the Universal Champion's way because it's Vince's insistent need to make people believe that the Universal title is like the more prestigious title historically, which is just untrue. Um, uh, my big fear is Biggie cashes in on Bobby just to take the title off Bobby so that him and Roman can then tangle at Survivor Series and then Roman can put him to sleep at Survivor Series. And then we go on as business as normal. No, at some point, Big E should cash in on Roman Reigns. It's how you have to make a fucking star. If, if he's such a star as people believe that he is, number one, let me say for the record, having no personality is not a personality. He First does thing. have a personality. Second Hold on. Second thing. Second thing. Second thing. Hold on. Hold on. This is real. He this is, is real, real shit. This is real. If he is as big a star as everyone thinks that he is, he should be able to make another. We've never seen that as of yet. We haven't. Yeah, Full we stop. have seen it. Braun Strowman. Strowman. He no. made Braun Strowman. He no. 1,000% made Braun Strowman. No. One nothing came, nothing no. came of that. Nothing came of that. Nothing Nothing came of that. Where is, wait, where is, wait. There. You're right. There. You know what? You're right. You're right, Mike. He made him because he, because he dare now doing all that big stuff because he got, because he had, because he had multiple world title runs. You're right. You're right. You're right. He got it. He has not made one star yet. He has not. That has been able to bank in on that. We'll see if he eventually can, um, because that's the real credit of any real superstar and of any real heel superstar. Uh, so again, Edge, Edge as a babyface just helped Seth Rollins even more, and that man don't even need it. So we'll see if Roman has that in him. We'll see. We'll see what the booking says. He absolutely made Braun Strowman. I was I was there when Braun Strowman was for and, and it's not his fault. WWE didn't cash in on it. But I was there when Braun Strowman got elevated from the mid card into the main event, and it happened before and after Rome, the the feud with Roman Reigns. I, I'm sorry, bro. I was there. You cannot tell me otherwise. Um, oh, you have nothing. No, you have nothing to apologize for. You're just incorrect, and that's fine. Right. We can. Just it's disagree. not his fault that WWE did not just like Braun Strowman being the hottest thing in the company for like. Uh, 2017 and 2018 
and, and and Roman was not the in the main event scene at that point even. I remember those years. This was the point where it's like, all right, let's keep Roman away from the title for a while. That's you know, I think it was uh, this was like one of uh, this was when uh, Brock squashed him in a bad match. That's not again. That's not really uh, Roman's fault. He did what he had to do to get Braun over. But anyways, I I I, I see, and I don't necessarily disagree with you. I do think. There's an argument to be made for uh, Big E cashing in on Bobby Lashley being a better story because of Bobby Lashley's constant interaction with New Day back on, on Raw. So it's just story-wise, I would say that's more coherent. Uh, but, you know, we do keep seeing Big E uh, show up backstage and, like, threatening um, Paul Heyman with a cash-in. So I, I think it makes sense both ways. I think he, he cashed in on either here's one. It's like you get a big pop and a big moment. Here's, here's and, and, and listen, it, it, to be fair, if Bobby Lashley is a star, he also can make somebody, and I, I don't see anything wrong with Bobby Lashley making Big E. No, 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 it's about, it's about uh, the Last thing, last thing, last thing, last thing. Hold on, no, we're real quick. We're still calling SmackDown. We are, but here's the, you gotta let you gotta let me get this off. You gotta let me get this off. It's about where we're going to. If Big E cashes in on Bobby Lashley to then only face Roman Reigns in Survivor Series, it's a waste. That, that, that means nothing. It's just a waste. That's all. I agree with that. I don't. They, they, they do keep doing it. They do keep switching one of the champions just to lose to the other guy. It's unnecessary. Uh, it's very unnecessary. Yes, but to be honest with you, those are those were like some of my favorite matches ever. I fucking love the two Brock Lesnar matches against AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan back to back years. Those are like some of my favorite matches. Not just of Brock Lesnar's career, but just like ever, ever, ever. Um, so I I I, I, I hear you, but I I can't complain about it. Um. And while we were talking about Big E, let's mention uh, the the Tam Man that was super fun on and uh, bringing in Trey Young. That's mm-hmm. it, man. That you know you can bring in Daniel Bryanson, uh, Brian Danielson. You can bring in Adam Cole, baby. WWE is going to bring in Trey Young and get just as big of a reaction. I thought that was awesome. I I love it. It was good heel work. Healing. I I love it. Yeah, it was love good. For, it was good for one night. He can't yeah, take no I mean, bumps. It's, it's, it's only good it's when they're in yeah. New York. But yeah. 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 But it was an awesome moment. And again, I just want to give him props. Listen, I, when they do the right thing, you have to give him props. I thought it was a very start. I, when they first announced the Tamman, I was like, eh, Tamman. And then they will end up being awesome. So props to them for that. Anything else you want to cover from uh, SmackDown? Did we miss anything? No, I think we covered about everything on SmackDown. Let's talk about, let's move on to WWE Raw, which again, I thought was a very uh, episode that, there's one big criticism of it, and I I don't share it because I think WWE knew what they had in the bag with SmackDown was that they absolutely did not react to AW all out whatsoever. Like did not care, uh, and I think they end up in a giving a, a spotlight to their tag team division, which actually looks kind of stacked. Uh, yeah, here's- I, yeah, I thought it was a good. I thought it was a for what Monday Night Raw is with still all the consistencies. With all the with three being three hours long, etc., I thought it was a pretty good uh, episode. To the people who who are saying, "Oh, you guys didn't respond to All Out," they're under no obligation to. Their obligation is to put forward their product. That's what their obligation is. I don't even think SmackDown was a rebuttal to All Out. All Out stands on its own the same way Monday has to stand on its own, the same way Friday has to stand on its own. So it's not like All Out was then coming at Monday and Friday. You know, it's like they wasn't doing that. It's like, no, these are they're putting forth their product. So the people that would sit there and say, oh, WWE didn't respond. Motherfucker, they didn't have to. What their obligation was to put forward the best sports entertainment product that they could for the audience that was going to be there in attendance and for the people watching on TV. And what I will say to that is, and I've talked to a friend about this, unfortunately, we know it's not going to last too long, but right now 
WWE's tag team division is not terrible, which means it's it's pretty solid. So they gave us a pretty great tag team turmoil that lasted throughout the duration of the show. Again, Bobby Lashley interacts with most everyone, everyone as real world uh, champion. And and now he's got a situation where Bobby's like, yo, I'm a pro. I'm a fighter fighter for real, for real, bro. I want more belts. So I want I want them tag titles too. And he's like, okay, you, you can have a shot at that, but let me get a shot at that thing. You know, so now we have that situation being set up. Hopefully they don't. I would like to see them do that at a pay-per-view, that singles match in its entirety at a pay-per-view. But even right then and there, they gave you pretty good cohesive storytelling. Uh, they also did give you Nia Jax for Charlotte Flair. I don't care about that finish. We all know the real world champion is Nia Jax. And after what she did to Charlotte two weeks ago, ain't none of y'all ever going to convince me that Charlotte can do nothing to that woman. Okay, you need to stop with this. The real world women's champion is Nia Jax. I don't even <laughs> like her, but she's a real champion. Okay, let's let's put a pin in that. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So <laughs> they, they gave us a pretty good cohesive three hours of, of professional wrestling, which we just need to concede, man. When you have to book a three hour show, the pacing of it is so much different than a two hour show. You have to pace everything. So they can't book it like a two hour show. They have to three hours. Just, it just hit different, man. It, and also they did give us a great match in Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre. So it's like, you know, I, I have no complaints with that Monday. The only thing that's hard about it is just the three hours of it. And it, and it since, you know, it's there, you know, you're not done. So you can't really get too hyped for anything because you know you got another hour to survive but yeah, get over it that hour's here the money's the money the money is there that hour ain't going nowhere i was i will say this to the one I, he's not quite there yet there if there if, if bobby lashley were to make a superstar i think almost might be that guy man i think we're mm-hmm. i just hope they and so far they've been booking almost they've been money the way they've been booking him so i hope they don't rush it i do think we're going to get that one-on-one eventually uh when he's ready that's the only yeah. key. He has to be ready. I hope he, he he doesn't look too green in his debut because if he starts to look like uh, like Greg Colley for 2.0, then we have a problem. Then yeah. the fans will turn him an instant. But you heard that pop. That was an organic pop that we heard yeah, on Monday. Yeah, you got to be careful with the when guys are that big. You know, the one, they're on a limited time. Them knees just ain't going to be there forever. So, yeah, they've got to use him very spare. You can make money with dude. Dude doesn't have to be the champion. Or if he is for a short period of time, you can do a lot of things with them, but you do have to do it in a way that is very, very safe with him. He's not going to be, you know, he's not Fez, you know, he's not Dory Funk. You know what I'm saying? He's never going to be one of them dudes. But if you book him smart, like a big monster, you'll be just fine. And also like minimize his minutes in the ring to maximize his earning potential overall. He doesn't, he never needs to give you a 16, 17 minute class. He really doesn't. He doesn't need to give you a 20 minute classic ever at all. That's not what he's there for. That is not necessarily, he's a spectacle. You book it as such. Man, I am so, you know, you talk about Bobby Lashley and I am very, very excited just the possibilities because there's the Brock Lesnar match that has to happen. They know. They cannot uh, let, let Brock Lesnar off. WrestleMania right there, bro. WrestleMania I know. I right know. there. I, I think we get it. I do. Again, and maybe this is me game. I hope so just to get my heart broken, but I do think we're going to get it. Um, Bobby Lashley, better MMA fighter. I, you know, potentially. Um, him versus Amos is going to be great. Again, facing another man who actually, like, maybe physically him. more intimidating than him. So he has to rely more so on his wrestling, which people forget. He's an NCAA wrestler who almost made the Olympic team. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's got the technique behind him as well. It's just like just being fucking 
looks like he chose a lot of stone and looks like a goddamn Greek god on steroids. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's and of course, as we alluded to, he still keeps interacting with the new day. So the idea of Big E lurking, I I will not. I, I know you what you want to see. I will not complain either way, man. Yeah, well, I, I will uh, complain. I will I will complain. I will be and I will be right. And it'll be a waste if then he wins the WWE title just to lose to fucking Roman Reigns. That part I agree. That like, part I agree. That's just a waste, bro. That part I agree if with. He's, if he is what you say he is, he doesn't need to beat your other champion with the title that is actually your title. He doesn't need to do that. Well, let, let, can I push back to you a little fair. bit though? Because sure. I thought I thought uh, Drew obviously won back from Randy Orton the the, the from Randy Orton to face uh, Roman Reigns last year. And he lost, but I thought Drew did not suffer in a defeat at all because it took so much of Roman. Usually we see Roman beat some people with one spear. Bro, Roman had to spear him like spear him like four times to get a win. And he had to like he use the cheat. Usos to help him out. Yeah, yeah. He had so to I, cheat. Yeah. I, it, well, so because that's the way they book it, I again not I see I no, see, hurting him. No, see, because I think long term, here's why I go back to that. I even say with that long term, no, I dislike that as well. Because the fact that it, look, they booked the match fine, right? One, he's coming off a loss, just got that title back, right? So a loss he didn't need to take. Just, just build him up as a dominant babyface champion. He didn't need to take that L just to then win the title back. You know, it was just, it was sort of a waste. You wanted Randy to win at some point when he didn't need to win at all, but fine. Then he has that match with Drew and it's like, okay, cool. Um, Roman had to throw the kitchen sink at him, meaning his family and cheat because Drew had him beat. It was fine. Um, that's fine. But then look at what happened to Drew after that. We take Drew it off him again. We, 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 you know, we, so again, all of that stuff of taking. Well, no, come on. No, no, no. Oh, no, We had a whole period of time. Oh, <laughs> I no. got pushed back. We had a whole period of time between, what was it? November and February where Drew was the champion. And then Drew went, goes through the entire elimination chamber. It looks like a super dominant champion before Bobby Lashley attacks him. And then they miss. But what, I'm saying, but what I'm saying is to make a better impact, them two losses didn't need to happen. Especially no, because but no, no, but no, because here, no, here's the thing. We can't sit there. And here's what I don't want us to get into the habit of doing. When wins and losses matter, they actually do, in fact, matter for a person who's ascending in that way. Roman Reigns. Is a, hold on. Roman Reigns is a prime example of this. Let's not be mistaken. Roman, when you're ascending, Roman Reigns is a prime example of it because it's been a five year fucking experiment with this man. Right. So with a guy like Drew, a guy who did it quicker, got over organically quicker, even though they sat on him for like two years when they brought him back. Yo, no, screw him in February. Wait to do that. Wait to do that. Aside from all this scuttlebutt you did here, that was done for no other purpose than to give Randy Orton a run that he didn't need that was going to last two weeks and then to give Roman a win because Roman needs to beat somebody somehow, some way again to prove it. Again, it was dumb. They needed, it they, was dumb. It was dumb. They needed to have dumb. Review. It was dumb. You need to make. No, nope. no, I disagree with you. Nope. Dude, they no, needed and, to have the And the hottest matchup they had going don't need to, was you, Drew versus Roman. No, that was the don't need to have that match. You don't need to, historically, you do not need to have that match. You don't need to have it. It's a waste. We know why they have it. We know the intention of the match. The intention was the highest match of the head. It was the two guys. They did the best job building up. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. That means one lazy bookie on their part with respects to SmackDown and or Raw. That's that. Number one. Number two. We know why they booked that match. It's to make that universal title mean something to someone somewhere. It's a waste. You don't need to do it. You should be well rid of it because all you're doing is beating one of your top champions. And for what? There's no payoff. There's, there's nothing. It does nothing. 
it's just beating a guy with a title when they have to go back to their respective brands and then work. It's stupid. It's dumb. No one can convince me of otherwise. That, hey, fair enough. I've enjoyed every single one. For the last three years, I've enjoyed every single one of those matches. Worthless. I've enjoyed Worthless. every single one of them. I Worthless. thought they were, all three matches were Worthless great. Worthless pieces of business. Was good coming Worthless out of pieces of business. Absolutely but, worthless. And this is and this is where failure. You said I will not be able to convince you otherwise, so I'm not going to try. All I can say is they they all what all uh, three, three of those matches were excellent, and Fucking everybody trash. involved looked strong coming out of it. So no, that's no, it. That's all I can say. Um, that is lies. That is lies. But you're fit yeah, to lie. Lies. These lies. are not lies, sir. Sir, these are the facts. If you will, mm-hmm. we uh, to to mid- run out our coverage of WWE. We also had a, I think a pretty good NXT episode, which was uh, taped and uh, more of a setup for the last show edition of the NXT as we know it uh, happening this Tuesday. Uh, so, Tori, did you watch it? And are you excited to watch this Tuesday's episode where we're going to have a four way for the number one contenders match, and we're also going to have uh, finally the 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 wedding between. Dexter Loomis and Indy Harwell. I did. I didn't get to watch it live. I had to watch it back. I was I was performing at the time. I watched it. Um, I mean, they gotta figure something out <laughs> because hard work don't mean nothing when you got an audience that might as well just not have been there. So um, they're telling their stories. They're, it's. I don't think it's. I don't think it's based on the the wrestlers. Uh, I don't even think it's necessarily based on their creative. Something is just not translating in that in that space. And it, it and it's making it's hurting the show when people are really busting their humps. And I think I wouldn't care too much if this was like last year or whatever else. But I'm hearing crowds again. So it, it, it so it like I I'm getting that drug of the audience. And with this NXT show, I felt they moved stories along very well. But I just thought that every, it was like pulling teeth. It was just I just felt that it, I hate to say it, but it was like it was a bad audience. And, and that and that affected my enjoyment of the show, even though I knew objectively, yo, like they going at it out here, like Santos Escobar and like Carmelo Hayes. They was like out here putting in work and it's just like for nothing. So, you know, as we talked about beforehand, I mean, maybe the rebrand gives them something. I think the logo is still awful, but they in Florida. So whatever, like hopefully the rebrand does something for them. That's what I'm saying too. I, I do think the presentation needs to change, and I agree with you. Um, I thought Kaylee Ray, Amber Moon, like opening match was like so so much fun, and I thought they were tearing the roof off. But the crowd just gave them nothing until like the last two minutes. Um, same thing with the 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 two tag team matches. I thought again, Yer Shirai, Zoe Stark, uh, Casey uh, Contenzaro, and Kaylin Carter. I thought this was uh, for Casey and Kaylin. I thought that was their best showcase as a tag team. Um, and again, until maybe the last two, three minutes, the audience was just might as well have not been there. Uh, MSK have like Wiley's been doing great work. Um, and I, I think it's funny how, you know, how much uh, coverage and respect young bugs get while MSK is almost like they don't exist in the world of, uh, of indie darlings. Yeah, yeah, but like yeah. they're kind of wrestling the same way. And I, quite frankly, they're more athletic version of the young bucks. Yeah. If we be honest with ourselves, going up against Oni Lorcan, who is the I best mean, kept secret in all of in all of wrestling. Yeah, my, I yeah. fucking love Wendy Lorcan. Yeah. Uh, Danny Birch. And again, tearing the roof off. And again, the audience is just giving them nothing to work with, man. So I it, I, it, I, it does make me wonder. I was like, was there this did they tape a bunch of stuff beforehand? I like I don't did, know. Yeah, yeah, I think this was all part of the same taping, but yeah, which they used to do though. They used yeah. to tape for 
Now, to be fair, the, the shows were shorter. They used to tape yeah. four one-hour episodes at a time. I think they taped these. This was the third of the three shows they taped all together. Oh, so but like six hour, we get into the six hour range. Yeah, so maybe that's maybe what it was. Uh, yeah. So, but I, if the revamp means that these uh, performers get to have these great matches uh, in front of a better audience, I'm all for it. Um, besides the, the matches that we mentioned, I thought that we had, we got a great, again, man, Tommaso Ciampa is, there's an argument to be made that he's the best just all around wrestler in the world. Okay. Uh, as far as having everything. Uh, amazing in the ring, amazing promo, amazing look, just checks off all the boxes and and then steps his game up as a champion. Um, so and so mentally durable because he has been he has been just you know he's been treading water for a couple of years now and he has found a way to. I mean, him and Tim Thatcher, I love moment they paired up. I'm like, oh, I, I think I'm gonna love this just because mm-hmm. I love Timothy Thatcher and I love Tommaso Ciampa. So and they have, and he's like, he's just again. It's one of those situations like when I know I'm so good, so long as I'm healthy, I'm going to come to the top because y'all ain't hitting it like me, you know? He, he's done, I think he's done just enough to remain relevant. And I think, yeah. you know, the, the world, again, the team with the Thatcher team up, I think the Walter match uh, at the takeover kind of, you know, kept him there. But the cool thing about him is he was just so good. I think he might be, I mean, Finn Balor was so fucking good too, but he might be one of my top two favorite NXT champions ever. And all he has to do is say Goldie, and I'm like, all right, whatever, whatever, whatever you're doing next, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm watching. Um, so we got the, and of course we got the, you know, the, the, the vignettes for the wedding, with the, you know, the bachelor, bachelorette parties. Um, I, uh, you know, I think your mileage may vary depending on what you watch wrestling for. I'm all in on cheesy '80s inspired wrestling uh, vignettes. I'm 100% behind it. I love it. I think, again, seeing how, uh, I, I think this is the best use of Dexter Loomis. I think. Uh, Johnny Gargano has come such a long way from being a, a, a vanilla midget to now having been I mean, like <clears throat> being one of the best uh, actors in all WWE. You you put uh, you can put uh, Cameron Grimes in anything, and I'll and I'll love it. So I I I, thought I had a blast watching them personally, and I'm excited to see what they do with the wedding. I think can I give you my prediction? See if I'm right. I think Austin Theory comes back. And, yeah. Oh, totally. Mess up the wedding. Yeah. Listen, wrestling weddings never go well. Of course. So the mad there's like we're gonna get married in the ring, and I'm just like this relationship will never survive past the next episode. So and I I mean I think Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford are still going strong, but they had to be shamed. Like mm-hmm. they had to have the best friends sort of you know shame them. But other than that, yeah, man, wrestling weddings are doomed. Speaking so it'll of, be entertaining. Speaking of AW Dynamite and the people getting lost in the shuffle, uh, I, you know, shout out to Kip Sabian wherever he is. Um. <laughs> what do you, I, th- I did think Dynamite of all the things, man, you know, and I think AEW has the momentum. I mean, the ratings show they do, but boy, oh boy, they got to do a little bit better than what they did on AD- on Dynamite this week, I thought. I thought the opening bout was great. Malachi Black and uh, Industrial Rhodes did exactly what they had, what they should have done with the opener. I thought, again, John Moxley's Suzuki, you can't go wrong. You just, they, you, whatever the circumstances are, they could have wrestled in an empty stadium and then yeah. and it would have been a compelling television. I just have a problem with damn near everything in between, to be honest with you. Well, no, Dante Martin versus Hobbs was also very good. Um, but, man, I thought CM Punk, that his promos were starting to get a little bit wondering, and I thought maybe he needs like somebody to edit them and at least give him a, a more of a, hey, get to the point type vibe. I thought that the elite, I think, you know, like I said, Adam Cole is their best promo, but I don't know, you know, I thought he did a good job getting the heel. Uh, uh, heat on himself with the uh, you know, uh, talking to a Tony Shimani the way he talked. I don't know why he introduced them as the best faction of wrestling when they're supposed to be heels. 
I thought that was a little weird. Um, I did not was not again Ruby Soho. I I did not I don't see it with her in the ring as far as like what makes her special. I thought her and Jamie Hader had a match. They was there. Um, yeah, man. Just overall, I, they're, they're still telling the story of the of the dark quarters splitting, but that one is. It's not. It's not going clean. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to feel. Who I'm supposed to get behind? Who is the bad guy? I think it's just a split, which is fair enough. That's how real life split works. But like again, doesn't make for compelling television. I feel like I'm watching more of a bad soap opera with this one. Um, so yeah, I just not super. But I, uh, and let me say this: another thing that was the highlight of Dynamite that I think is undeniable, as much as seeing uh, uh, Brock Lesnar and. Uh, and Roman Reigns across from each other is like, you know, is is, is energetic. It makes me excited as a wrestling fan. I the same exact feeling I have for Kenny Omega and Daniel Bryan because it's just like right. almost. I don't don't I don't think they will butcher that story. I think they'll put all their efforts behind them, make sure it's good. However, they get to that match, I almost don't care because I know the match is going to be incredible. Right? Yeah, it's it's easy. It writes itself. <laughs> like it's like you guys can't you guys can't even you can't even mess that thing up. Um, in theory (laughs) uh so yeah i I think that and again here's the thing you are allowed to have off weeks it is not ideal to have an off week after an amazing pay-per-view uh but to be fair they still have stories that they have to progress like orange cassidy versus matt hardy you know, like, uh, you know, establishing Ruby. So that trios or, or Ruby. So and Jamie hater, because Jamie needs the reps. I think Jamie actually needs the reps more than Ruby does. So, um, you know, they have to tell some of these stories because that's still a part of their programming. The dark order. We don't know yet where, where, how we're supposed to lie. And that's okay. It's actually okay that we don't know right away. I'm totally fine with that. Um, I think that CM Punk's promos, I think they're fine because he's organic. I think he'll tighten up and I think he'll be asked to tighten up. Uh, But I do believe that what they did in that promo was then to help out MJF and Brian Pillman Jr. in that. So to me, that was a bit of cohesion there. Um, But it was a situation where and it it got over. It was over with the crowd. It was very over with the crowd, at least CM Punk. You had MJF come out and cut a blistering promo. Just... That man is mean. He is a mean, mean man. And I think some people feel that he crosses the line. And I think that he would sit there and say, that is my job. Brian Pillman didn't let you know what was going on either. Um, uh, But it's not the same day. Brian Pillman Jr. came out. Um, He hung in there as best he could. <laughs> oh, um, I, I don't know, buddy. I, I, I as somebody who doesn't, we, we know past kayfabe and we can be fans of wrestlers despite what happens to them in the ring, bro. I don't think I can be a fan of Brian Pillman Jr. ever. I, I can't, I cannot. He looks like such a fucking nerd. I'm sorry, man. That's fine. He, I mean, but bro, here's the thing you like, here's have to, you cannot let him say, I understand that he has a lot of MJF had a lot of lines he wanted to say. At some point, you got to pop it in the mouth, which he did. He popped him in the mouth like five minutes too late, bro. I, I'm sorry, man. You cannot be. You cannot. It, he he looked bad, bro. He looked bad. Sure. And again, look, you're either gonna sing or you're either gonna sink or swim to the top in those particular instances. Um, people were finally happy when he hit it. Thankfully, he had the buffer of being in his hometown, so that that sort of saved him in that regard. Um, but I do believe that it's just one of those deals where, hey, 
and not everything is going to hit the same way every single night, especially when we have to sit there and advance some of our our less desirable stories, even though, you know, hey, man, we did get Malachi uh, Black versus uh, Dustin Rhodes, a man who refuses to age. So we did get that. We did, um, you know, we did get like a powerhouse Hobbs versus Dante Martin, although it looked like Hobbs hurt himself. And yeah, they definitely because yeah, yeah, he was, he was loopy. Yeah, he but. looked definitely out of it. You know what I'm saying? So that was a little that was a little concerning because especially at this age, I don't like to see wrestlers get hurt. Um, so that's you know that's that thing. And then we had Moxley versus Suzuki, which you can never go wrong with Moxley versus any uh, wrestler from Prodis. You just you just can't. But yeah, everything else in between, it was a weaker episode. Those will happen. Um, they still have to, and th- those are going to happen almost out of necessity because it can't fire every single time. Um, so it's just a shame that it happened in my home state. Ah, <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. How do you feel? Oh, it's okay. They were, they were, they were, they were still hot. Cincinnati? Is there, is there a Columbus Cincinnati rivalry or no, nah, no, nah. cause we don't, we don't have any sports teams that would conflict with theirs. Ah, fair enough. Yeah. So there's no, there's no real beef there. I see. Uh, I believe that does it for this week. I, I'll be honest, I do not, I have not, I know we have yet to cover New Japan Grand Slam. I, sorry guys, I'm, I'm getting married next week. I yeah. don't have time to watch so much wrestling. Uh, same with Rampage. Rampage is only an hour. That's really on me. Uh, I haven't had a chance to watch it, unfortunately. Have you seen it's you ex- Andra- Andrade versus Pac was that work? It was excellent. Mm-hmm. Loved everything about it. Uh, they had a good trios match between Chris Statlander uh ruby soho and rio Rio. yeah yeah, versus uh brit baker's faction that was cool it's a it's an easy hour this is it's an easy hour to get through it's AEW rampage it's a very easy hour yeah i gotta i gotta step up that's on me and of course within the mind once again and again i know it's like i do apologize ladies and gentlemen i do not have a match of the week uh, once this once this wedding is over, I can finally go back to living my life. Um, you know, and you know, but you know that your boy El Guapo has something for you people. And in the sake of, don't sit there and say that I ain't fair. Don't sit there and say that I can't. That I just I will never see nothing to nobody. No, my match of the week is from Ring of Honor: AJ Styles versus Adam Cole. Adam Cole's best match in Ring of Honor. This was, I honestly believe, the best incarnation of Adam Cole because he wasn't aligning himself with every Tom, Dick, and Harry under the sun. Although I do believe that he was like, you know, this is people forget Adam Cole used to be a Matt Hardy guy. And that's kind of what made him cool because he was this obnoxious heel before he joined every hot faction in pro wrestling. So that's my match of the week. It's an excellent match. It's one of AJ's better matches from his historic run from just being the man everywhere uh it's on uh ring of honor's youtube page it's a free match it's a good bit of 30 minute magic please do check it out we will tweet it out from our account i'm saying it out loud so i'll actually do it ladies and gentlemen i believe that does it for us thank you so much for being with us thank you so much for listening to us uh please subscribe leave a review uh do all the things and we will be back eventually (laughs) peace peace